Children of Zion, rejoice and be glad in the Lord your God, because he will give you the early rain as a sign of righteousness. He will pour down abundant rain for you, the early and the late rain as before. Joel 2.23 Hey everybody, I'm Chris Dowd. And I'm Stephanie Reedmeyer. And this is Off Script, a podcast where every week we take a deeper dive on my Sunday sermon, talk about the theology behind it, and get a chance to discuss anything that ended up on the cutting room floor. I am very excited for the second week in a row. We have a very special guest in studio sitting in the chair that Don occupied last week is the right reverend, Stephanie Reed Meyer. Always in that guy's shadow. SRM. SRM. That's her initials. We also have someone else present today. We do. So The Holy the, Spirit. <laughs> well... <laughs> If you hear any knocking, hammering, banging in the background, that is the roofers, Mm -hmm. plural, Mm -hmm. we think, uh, who are replacing our roof, which we're very grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this is the only time window (laughs) in a busy holiday season where, um, (laughs) there you go, you can probably hear that. They're with us. (laughs) Uh, Where we don't have, like, soon Miles will be with you. Mm -hmm. Yep. Which would be awesome. But he may not be on board with recording a podcast. Different type of noise. Yep. So uh, it's all it's all noisy today. Beloved viewers, when the, uh, listeners rather, will have to just fight through the. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the what what gets me, and they've been above my office all week, um, and I hear it in my sleep now at this point. But they're doing that dun 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 dun, dun and I just want to go bump bump. bump. <laughs> Shave and haircut. Yeah. Too big. That's the only way to hammer. I'm pretty sure they teach you that in right. hammering bump, school. Bump 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 bump. Mm-hmm. It's proven. Yeah, it's been quite a. It's been quite a infrastructure year around mm-hmm. here with insurance mm-hmm. stuff. So at any rate, so this is the first time that Stephanie and I have had a chance to do a podcast together. You've done a podcast with Reagan before. Correct. More than once. Correct. Um, but it's it, you and I today. So last year, Reagan and I had a chance to talk about Thanksgiving. Now it's our chance to talk about Thanksgiving. So what's your favorite Thanksgiving tradition? First of all, how do you say the word? Thanksgiving. You say Thanksgiving? How are you supposed to My say My wife that? gives me a hard time because she says Thanksgiving. Oh, no, no, no. Oh. Why would you emphasize hmm. the giving? <laughs> hmm. Thanks, Thanksgiving? Thanks. I say Thanksgiving. 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 And I think most of the world says Thanksgiving. I didn't even know those were different. Oh, that's a good one. Thanks. Roofers insist that it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> We pulled Mor- all the roofers. The, Mor- the Morse code is that this is supposed to be Thanksgiving. Anyway, what's your favorite tradition? Yeah, so my tradition doesn't, it happens on Thanksgiving, but doesn't have to do with Thanksgiving. So my mom started this thing when her and my dad got married, where she gives all the women in our family pre-Christmas gifts, huh. which are Christmas decorations, like a little small thing. So you can start decorating after Thanksgiving. Nice. So now all the women in both sides of my family give each other little huh. decorative gifts to get ready for the season. Uh-huh. And so so everyone gives each other gifts. Mm-hmm. So you have to shop. Early. The women only. Right. Yeah. I usually go to Target and pick up like a Christmas candle uh-huh. for everyone. Right, this good. year, I'm probably going to give them photos of Miles, his Christmas uh, photos yeah, from the preschool. That makes sense. Don't tell. Do they listen to this? They could if I tell them to. I guess I'll wait. Okay, wait till after Thanksgiving. <laughs> tell them on Thanksgiving. Do you have a tradition? You know, <laughs> we're making cool. new, we're making new th- we're making new traditions in our house. So we, it always used to be 
That's complicated. That's a complicated question. So I, I would say what we like to do is get up, turn on Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. We have a um, breakfast casserole. And then um, we were planning to do the Plano Turkey Trot. Mm. We already had our tickets. And then at the last minute, we decided to go out of town. <laughs> so we're <laughs> Which not, is we'll, better. We'll start that. Who needs to run when yeah, you yeah, could go on vacation? Right. right. <laughs> so we will be at sea on Thanksgiving Pretty Day Pretty much this the year. opposite of running. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, here for probably, it. Yes. So before COVID, Jake and I had this like grand idea that our family tradition, like me and him and whatever children we would have, would be to bowl and order pizza, like go bowling the, day, day. No, the next day uh-huh. and to order pizza. But then COVID hit and now we have a one and a half year old and we're like, In a cast. What, what would he do? Bowling. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a Wait, is recipe right for a on? disaster. It's on his left and he actually gets it off the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. So he'll be able to shovel food with both okay. hands. Excellent. Which will be great. That's awesome. All right. So favorite food on Thanksgiving? Yeah. My grandma makes mashed potatoes. Mm. Uh-huh. I and like all things potatoes. I do too. Mm. So is there any kind of special ingredient in the mashed potatoes? No, but it seems different. Okay. Better. Mm-hmm. She sprinkles paprika on top, and I wonder if that's part of it. Just like a little mm. bit. Wow. A hint. It sounds really good. It's delicious. So one of my stepfather's aunt, uh, sisters, so my aunt on that side, puts cream cheese in her mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. And it is good. the bomb. I feel like scalloped potatoes have that sometime. Mm-hmm. I'm here for every type. Uh, I'm totally with you. Okay. So in honor of favorite yes. Thanksgiving foods, yes. listeners, yes. sitting in front of both of our hosts today, I brought my favorite Thanksgiving Sweet. food. Just because. Can we know, open it? Yeah, open it. We'll kick off the holiday on the right foot. <laughs> so I'll, awesome. I'll ask you to try it before I tell you what's in it. Oh, okay. That's dangerous. <laughs> It's like Fear Factor. I make, it has mayonnaise in it. I make this every year. This is a Hall family tradition. For those listening, it is white with some little mm. oranges, which are called something. Mandarins. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's got cottage cheese in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. That's good. <laughs> mm. You don't have to like it. I, I was hoping you could rate my fluff. I have eaten. <laughs> what this is. I've eaten a bite of this. What's the scale? So um, on a scale to... For you, um, green bean casserole. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. To, uh, I don't know. My what your least favorite, favorite that mm-hmm. I have is deviled eggs and Brussels sprouts. Oh, man. Together? Nope. Like deviled eggs just, over Brussels sprouts? Because <laughs> that sounds nasty. <laughs> Somebody probably does it somewhere. <laughs> Kansas, no deviled eggs Kansas for color. you. No. Mm. No deviled eggs. Interesting. Okay. Uh, that's really good. Okay, good. I say thumbs up. Awesome. I give it a I give it a score of ten on the uh, fluff scale. Wow. I tasted it, mm-hmm. and it is fluffy. It is fluffy. Mm. Not your not that's your favorite. Not a ringing endorsement. <laughs> Gosh, I'm a texture today. person, but I I like the I orange thing. Yeah, it you, does have an interesting yeah, texture. It, uh-huh. It's definitely so it's in my throat. This <laughs> is, <laughs> it, it's the thing that is pretty much a dessert, but you get to eat it with the real food. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best thing. So fluff is uh, whipped topping mm-hmm. or you know, cool whip. Cool whip. Cool whip, yeah. cool whip. One box of orange jello. Huh. Just the mix. Huh. And then cottage cheese. Yeah. And mandarin oranges. And if you're my grandmother, you also put marshmallows in it. Mm. Wow. But I'm against marshmallows <laughs> because of the texture for some reason everything else doesn't bother me i feel like i would be good with that putting the marshmallows on but <laughs> leave also, the cottage cheese give me the marshmallows this feels like a relevant cheat snack without marshmallows okay well thank you that was, yeah. that was quite a yes treat. how fun Anyways, just very to kind get you. Of you. you didn't bring your own fluff like fluff for you i i ate it last 
Okay. All right. All right. Least favorite, you said Brussels sprouts and deviled eggs. Probably because the devil. It's the preacher. Just kidding. Yours is green bean casserole. So you don't like green bean casserole, but what about the fried onions on the top? Okay. So fried onions in general are fine. The thing that I find objectionable about green bean casserole is cream of mushroom soup is just yeah, disgusting. Yeah. No, always substitute for cream of chicken. A cream of anything, really. No, wrong. And it's chicken-ish. It's like chicken butts. That's just, that's just nasty. <laughs> like, Sorry I'm, for I'm, those kids watching at home. <laughs> I'm out on green bean Guess what? casserole. Exactly. Chicken butt. You know what? Hilarious. Chicken butt. Hilarious. <laughs> so we used to, we used to make the, do that joke with our oldest nephew who's now in college. He just graduated college. And um, so when we had kids, his mother got us, got our oldest a, a book called Chicken Butt. Yep. And it had the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, okay. What is the first Christmas movie that you watch Thanksgiving weekend? Like, do you have a Yeah, a that's movie not movie? really what you asked me in this question. Any beloved movies? I like The Santa Claus. The Santa Claus, mm-hmm. the first one, Tim. Tim Papa Shishu. Yep. Oh, one hundred percent best so opinion. Good. Best opinion. That's good. Okay. Oh, All right. That's good. Yeah. That's strong. Yours is Let's elf, see. right? Thanksgiving weekend. Mm-hmm. Well, it all depends. We usually so we watch uh, Elf is usually the first one we watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But <laughs> it's a trick question because the tree's already up at our house. Right. <laughs> so we've already watched it by now. Awesome. Growing up, you've already are, watched Elf. Um. Well, not. This year we have not yet. Okay. It's a long story. Yeah. When I was growing up, uh, we, w- we always used to watch The Miracle on 34th Street. Mm-hmm. First Black and White? Yeah, either. Natalie, Natalie Wood. I don't watch Black and White movies. Hmm. A little dark cloud over there. <laughs> <laughs> hates Brussels sprouts. So glad you all are listening. So, you and I have been intentional about um, almost always preaching on the same text and themes. That's been an, a relatively new development, right? I mean, since you've taken over... As yeah, pastor yeah. of modern worship, and since I followed Don. So, uh, why do you think that's important? What's significant about that? Why do we do that? Yeah, I think a big piece of it is just the cohesiveness. Um, I think for a long time it was kind of us versus them mentality, not intentionally by anyone. It's just kind of what happens when you start new services. Uh, and so, I think us preaching the same text really gives us a cohesiveness. We are part of the same congregation, we're part of the same church. I love the idea that maybe we have a set of grandparents in modern worship who can go to lunch afterwards with their kid and grandkids and who were in traditional and they can talk about the sermons and have different perspectives from it. Um, So I love it. I think it really brings us all together. And we do have some folks who every once in a while will go to both. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And compare the sermons, which is super fun. That's kind of fun. (laughs) So I'm going to go ahead and ask this question too. So you've, you've changed the name. Yeah, we've, yeah. we've changed the name from yeah. Table of Grace to Modern Worship, so talk about that. Yeah, we've kind of slipped into that. It wasn't something like we were like, on this date, we're going to all of a sudden do this. Um, but instead, it's kind of why we do the same text most weeks, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. some people who are first coming to the church, they may hear Table of Grace and not know what that is. Mm-hmm. Like, is that a small group? Is that a, what is it? So by just calling it what it is, Modern Worship, it's more accessible to more people. Yeah. So it's not like we have some snazzy name for the service in the sanctuary. It's traditional worship. So now we have traditional worship and modern worship. It's cohesiveness. And I even talked to uh, Josh Fitzpatrick, who began Table of Grace. Yeah. 
a few weeks ago and I was telling him about the name stuff. He was like, oh, absolutely. Huh. He was like, it was great in the moment, but he was like, there's no reason it shouldn't be modern worship. He was like, do you want me to come up there and sell it? I was like, I don't need you to sell it, bro. I got this. Uh, but it was oh my super, goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it was super cool to just hear like, that was good for its season, but it's not necessary yeah. now. Back when Josh was a kid. <laughs> when that yep. made sense. What do they call it at First Richardson? It did have a name. I think it's just Modern Worship now. So. Boom. Done and done. Nice. So, all right. So you have been the pastor in Modern Worship. Yep. Formerly known as Table of Grace. Yep. For, what, 15 months? Something like that. So talk about that transition, <laughs> not just in a pandemic, but first year of motherhood. Yeah, yeah. A lot, a, lot. Of, a lot of things at once. <laughs> when we knew I would be in modern worship, we knew I was pregnant, but we did not know we would be in a pandemic. So right. uh, it's been fun. It's been fun mostly because it's been like starting over kind of, mm -hmm. which is a luxury mm -hmm. that um, most pastors don't really get. And not that we're starting over. We have a core group of people who are the same. Uh, but just the opportunity to get to relearn, to grow, to, you know, worship remotely for a little bit, but then all come back together. Mm -hmm. um, and for me to be a part of that, for me to see the community that's already built and how open they are to new people coming in um, has been really great. And talk about your team in there, your worship team. Yeah. So we have co-worship leaders, uh, Mason Morrison and Paris Mays, and they just have just a great bond. They yeah. are very different people. And so when they come together the, to lead worship, I feel like we reach a broader spectrum of people. Mm. And uh, Mason's got a pedigree. Uh, his dad is actually the music minister. He's an ordained deacon at Custer Road. And so that's where Mason grew up. Mason's sister is a pastor in the North Texas Conference. So he knows the whole Methodist church thing. Yeah, yeah. Methodist so, through and through. Yeah, having two co-leaders who grew up in Methodist churches is really cool. Mm -hmm. And who's running your lights and sound in there now? Yeah, so that's Alex Arby, Yeah. who is our director of media. Yep, got confirmed that's the right title. And he's just great because he looks at it from a new perspective. And so he's always asking why we do things the way we do, which even though I'm new, I've been around for a while. So it's good to have that clear point of view. Yeah. yeah. All right. So it's a great team in there. Um, brand new name. Come check <clears throat> us out sometime. Yeah, for sure. I mean, not too often, though, because we like having it in the sanctuary. <laughs> Leave the JK. sanctuary. JK. That's what the kids are saying these days. Uh, maybe a few days ago. <laughs> a few days ago. All right. So to the sermon. So Joel is the recommended Old Testament lectionary for Thanksgiving in this year, year B. It's right. Not, some holidays, you know, it's the same text every year. But yeah, th yeah. that's for this year. So why, why do you think that? Why do you think that is? Why do you think this particular passage ended up being the lectionary for Thanksgiving? Yeah, I would be interested in the literal reason why, because it kind of seems like a stretch in part of it. So in modern worship, we use the common English Bible. And so the word like thanks or great gratitude or gratefulness isn't anywhere in it. Mm. Instead, the words it uses is rejoice and be glad, mm. which, of course, in my sermon, I point to that means being thankful. Yeah. Um, but I think it's cool because in Joel, in this context, this harvest has happened or failed to happen. Um, and the prophet is told that a new harvest will come. And so as we think of Thanksgiving, harvest is a part of that. We're in the right. fall season. Um, and so I think it makes sense for a lot of reasons. There's this thankfulness involved and this kind of tie to the harvest, which I don't preach about. I don't know if you did. Yeah. So uh, 
kind of. I mean, it's kind of a general. I just went with the kind of a general gratitude right. theme as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you, at the start of the sermon, you said, uh, "So you're a, a word nerd, mm, <laughs> right? You yep. love words. I do so, love words. Like so, reading and music. You're. I'm assuming when you listen to music, you're more of a lyrics than a tune Correct. person, right? Mm-hmm. Me too. So, uh, do you have favorite books or songs that are that have that gratitude theme? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So really, intentionally, Diana Butler Bass has a book called Grateful. Uh, which makes sense. And we actually end our sermon with a prayer from that book. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really recommend it because she talks a lot about how hard it is to be grateful. Mm -hmm. Whereas my premise in my sermon is more that we're all grateful all the time. Mm -hmm. We just need to be intentional about Mm -hmm. it. Um, So I like that kind of back and forth that she does. As far as music, Chance the Rapper, uh, he has a song called Blessings. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is not always appropriate, but (laughs) he he raps often about his faith. And so he has a line that says, when the praises go up, the blessings go down Mm. and so come down. And I think you could see that kind of transactionally, but I see it as when we praise God, we recognize the blessings that are already around us. Mm -hmm. So those lyrics always stick out. And then I like that you asked me this question because uh, Taylor Swift just redid her album Red and there's a song in it called Stay, 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 which is one of my favorite songs, but I don't think a lot of people would say that. And there are lyrics in there where she's talking about this guy and she says, you know, like she does. It's Jake Gyllenhaal, right? Uh, I don't know if that's who this particular song is about. Isn't that that all the drama, though? That is all the drama. Like he stole her scarf? Like did he steal her scarf? She just left it there, then he wore it in public. Anyways, I'll send you an article later so you can be with all the cool kids. In her song, Stay, 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 she says, you took the time to memorize my fears, my hopes and dreams. I just like hanging out with you all the time. All those times you didn't leave, it's been occurring to me, I'd like to hang out with you for my whole life. So when this song came out, Jake and I had been dating for a little bit, and I was like, oh, I feel that. Mm. And so just the fact that I can listen to a song from someone I will never meet, who we have nothing in common, Mm. uh, and she can sing these lyrics, and I'm like, oh. You have a boyfriend's name in common. Jake. Well, they didn't work out. So <laughs> okay, that's where the similarity ends. Also, not my boyfriend, my husband. <laughs> You're a man. I'm a man. Well, we actually are going to do the gospel according to, and Taylor Swift is on, on the list. Yeah. Yeah. On your list. On my list. She'll be on mine too. Don't I'm worry. a Swifty. Don't worry. I vote for that. I'm a Swifty. He even knows the word, Swifty. Except you were asking, is that right? (laughs) (laughs) Which kind of cancels it out. All right. So you you told this really touching story about a camp, about being at camp, and there was a kid who um, needed acceptance, assurance. Like, just paraphrase that. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Summarize it. So she is someone who had a coping mechanism of running, and she just had a bad day. And you you don't mean like five Ks. (laughs) She didn't (laughs) run five Ks. Uh, Instead, she would run, not with an intentional purpose, just that is her way of dealing with stress. Um, And so she was in my small group, but not my cabin. And so she just begged and begged for her to be moved to my cabin for that night. And it was a real simple thing. Like, that's not a big deal. She mm-hmm. moved her sleeping bag over. We had an extra bunk. Um, and then the next morning, she just looked at me and mouthed, thank you. Um, and so just the impact that had, I didn't do anything. I ran after a camper. I would have done that for any camper running. Um, she had had a bad day. Mm-hmm. We offered her love. Um, but it stood out to me because for her, it was a big thing in that moment. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's really, it's, I appreciated that story. It was a touching story. So what is it about expressions of gratitude that have such a big impact on us? Yeah, I think for me, and I think I would, it would be fair to say in humans in general, we like to know that we're needed mm. and that we've been helpful to someone. 
So when someone takes the time to say thank you to us, we're like, oh, I did something right. It's like we can kind of breathe a mm. sigh of relief uh, because we feel like we've done something outside of ourselves. And it reassures us that we did something helpful to another human being. Mm -hmm. So you make this, you bring up the fact that there's a, there's a really fascinating connection between the name Judah and the concept <laughs> of gratitude. So say, yeah, yeah. say something about that. So in Genesis twenty nine thirty five, I looked it up for all you readers at home. I do not have that memorized. Um, Leah, who is one of the wives of Jacob, she has his third son. Um, she was not his favorite wife. She was not the wife he wanted. Um, and so she's kind of struggled with this whole thing about how does it feel to be rejected by your husband? And anyway, she she's names, a pretty tragic character. Really. She really is. Yeah. And she's so great. Uh -huh. Like she rarely does she act out of anger because right. of this. Um, and if she did, like she should, <laughs> some bad things have happened to her, but her third child, um, she names Judah because she says she is so thankful for the way God has shown up in her life. Mm. So it's, this name Judah that is directly tied to this thankfulness or this gratitude. And it's actually where the word Jewish mm -hmm. Jews come from. Mm -hmm. um, so this idea that for Jewish people, the Israelites, thankfulness is already this kind of built in part mm -hmm. of who they are. Yeah. I mean, that's really cool. It's cool. That was a great connection. Thank you. I mean, I just finished teaching. I mean, Genesis. I didn't come up with it on my own, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but I made the but connection. I, but identifying it is really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just finished teaching Genesis, and I I didn't think to make that connection. It was really yeah, it was really quite good. Um, so then, I mean, in a very real sense, gratitude is pretty intricately woven into the Judeo-Christian tradition. Right. So when Joel talks about rejoicing and giving th thanks, like that's not a new idea for them. That's, that's not something that's unheard of for him to ask yeah. of them. That's where they should start. Correct. Uh, and I, you know, I made the, and my, my sermons about pilgrims. So I did yeah, this whole yeah. thing with pilgrims and, um, I, <laughs> I really, I, th I think pilgrims are awesome. We're, <laughs> That's I, a funny take. <laughs> I, so in, we were, I really like pilgrims. I, I do. I love, I think that buckle like the, in the hat. The little the construction hat. General, <laughs> like. I, I'm telling you what, in, in school, in elementary school, I loved making pilgrims. I loved it. And so we're, Whitney and I were in Hobby Lobby the other day looking for our Christmas wrap. We're trying to get a jump on our Christmas wrap shopping. That's a thing every year for us. I'm right? rolling my eyes. Well, yeah. inappropriately. <laughs> and so, Debatable. And so <laughs> there, there was all this like Thanksgiving stuff. You had to walk past the Thanksgiving stuff to get to the Christmas stuff, which probably makes sense. And I'm like, honey, we need, we need some, we need more pilgrims in our house. <laughs> She was, she did not concur with that. So we we didn't add any pilgrim art into our house, but I think pilgrims pilgrim are awesome. They're still next year. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be a sale on them in a few, few days. There's a 40% off coupon on it right now. Um, okay. So you make the point that Joel is asking people to give thanks for something that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So is there, is there a theological concept that's at work in addition to gratitude there? No. Yes, for sure. Uh, for our sermon purposes, it makes sense to talk about gratitude. But especially in like the New Testament writings outside of the Gospels, we hear often about this future glory, um, this time that's yet to come. So some people see that as heaven or whatever they think comes after life. But others also see it as a return to this kind of renewal a renewal of God's kingdom here on earth. So I think that's always part of our identity as Christians. Mm -hmm. We are living for the now and the future, and we're remembering the past too. Mm -hmm. It's all important. Yeah. Um, so I link that by gratitude, but mm -hmm. that is not the only way to mm -hmm. do so. 
So the other really good connection you make is between gratitude and humility, because gratitude has a way of keeping us humble, yeah. right? That we're, um, I think reliant is probably the, uh, not a, not the wrong word to use on God and on others in our yeah. lives. So what are some ways that we can practice gratitude? Yeah, I, I think... Or cultivate it, maybe. Cultivate it is a good word. I think we can do it just by acknowledging it and talking about it, whether that's as a family, whether that's one-on-one throughout your life, um, and doing it intentionally. So someone may open the door for you and you say thanks and you go in. I don't doubt most people mean thanks in that, uh, but it may not be intentional. It may be more of just a habit or something you do. So instead, if we're intentionally naming like, you know, this person came by and said, hey, to me today, and it was really meaningful for me. I need to be sure to thank them for that um, because I recounted these stories where I remember being thanked and it was so memorable. Mm-hmm. I don't always remember times I've said thank you because I don't see that impact that it had. Mm-hmm. So we need to be intentional about knowing how important it is to say thank you, even if we don't know what it means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, there is something that uh, I've got a I've got a little book on my desk, The Art of the Handwritten Note. Yeah. And I, over the years, I've made it a habit to send thank you notes to people. I know you're in that habit yeah. as well. Um, and I was just, I was thinking about that today because, uh, early on when Don and I were talking about, or well, exploring the possibility of a transition, he, he showed up randomly in, uh, Sherman. Mm-hmm. He came to a modern service. He likes modern that. Service, yeah. And, uh, and, and he sent me a note afterwards and I've still got that note on my desk. Um, it was, a, it was kind of a thank you note for a nice yeah. service or sermon or whatever. And it just, it just has an impact. It really does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I appreciated how you brought that up in the sermon. Cause I, I really do think it matters. And I think that simple act, like there's a, first of all, it takes effort <laughs> to write a thank you note. And it, uh, it really does leave, make an impact on folks. Yeah. And I don't, I'm sure you feel the same way, but after a sermon, when someone comes up and people say thank you yeah. as they yeah, leave, yeah. but when someone says, thank you, I really needed that. Or yeah. thank you. That spoke to me. <clears throat> that means something. I don't just like throw that away and go on about my day. Mm-hmm. Like it really sits with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, in the book of joy, when we did the study for the book mm-hmm. of joy, um, the first time I read that book was back in 2017. And one of the practices that it recommends is to do a gratitude journal right, yeah. every day and three, write three things down. I'm terrible at that stuff. So I started one in 2017. And you stuck with it? Oh, yeah. I don't have a day that I've missed. Holy moly. But really, and there are very few repeats in there. I mean, yeah. every, once, every once in a while, there'll be a repeat in there. But um, it's, uh, I I can't remember if it was the Dalai Lama or Archbishop Tutu who recommended it because you know, that book's co-written. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it might have been Archbishop Tutu. But um, it's, a, it's a powerful, like intentional daily yeah. discipline. So I've heard of families who sit around the table and they do their highs and lows and then they say something they were thankful for. Mm-hmm. And that's just an easy way for families to go ahead and incorporate that. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. Uh, when when the, we talk the boys in at night, it's always either the Lord's Prayer or a series of thank yous. We always end with thank you for Jesus. But sometimes it's silly like, you know, thank you for another Irish win. <laughs> I mean, that's your have, prayer. We have to say that one a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. Must be nice. <laughs> Thank you for, you know, but I mean, and seriously, that that's a, I think that's a good discipline. Yeah. So you, you talk about an advent calendar tree. <laughs> Did you mean that? Was that a typo? No. Or is that something you actually have? Uh, I literally, so we have this big book. It's by Ann Voskamp. 
Huh. And it's like a, you open it and then it has all these different ornaments and little flaps and a tree pops up like 3D in the middle. And okay. so each day of Advent, you put an ornament on it and there's a book that you read a story of the Bible with each ornament. Now it's Ann Voss camp. And so they use he, she uses he for God often. So I edit it myself. Hmm. Um, but that's a common problem with literally every children's book we have <laughs> about God or Jesus. So, you, so but you, I recommend it. Did you just get it? Like No, Jake and I have done it since we were married. Huh. So it'll be fun this year but with Miles. It, it, it's a family oriented. Huh. Where, where did you find it? Uh, somebody recommended it on Twitter years ago, I'm sure. <laughs> so you, so you That's just, how I get all my recommendations. On Twitter. Your, Twitter. Advent, your Advent recommendations come from Twitter. Uh, who knew? All right. Well, that's cool. If you were to pick the perfect text for a Thanksgiving Day sermon, well, let's say you had to do a special Thanksgiving Day sermon, and everyone was coming to hear the message of Thanksgiving, what text would you pick? That's a really hard one, Chris. He did not give me this ahead of time, and he is throwing me on the spot. I think if I had full creative uh, power, I would talk about the story of Ruth and Naomi, which, Mm -hmm. spoiler alert, we're going to talk about in January. Mm -hmm. Um, But throughout that story, Naomi is bitter. She actually changes her name to Mara because Mm -hmm. of her bitterness. And it is only when she has a grandson that she finds her thankfulness. Mm -hmm. Um, She finds her joy. And so I think that's how we all feel maybe throughout the year. We need those reasons to find joy and to be thankful. Uh, and so when this child is brought into her life, her thankfulness is just so obvious and evident. Hmm. What about you? That's good. Uh, probably Philippians. I mean, Philippians 4 is my go-to there. I've learned to be content with whatever I have. That, I just I love that whole passage. Yeah, yeah. And I think we probably, I think, I think we preached on that one last year for Thanksgiving Sunday. Sounds familiar. <clears throat> But I always appreciate the lectionary kind of pushing us out of our comfort zone because Joel, Joel's not a go-to for No, me. <laughs> it's great. Joel's one of the minor prophets. I actually had to reread Joel because I hadn't, they kind uh, right. of all blur in my yes, mind. Yes, I know. Which, I'm with you. Okay, cool. I didn't know if that was a bad thing to no, say as no, a no, preacher. No. Um, so it was fun. It's like only a few chapters. Yes, if three any chapters, of you. right? Yeah, three chapters. So, okay, Ashley, what are you thankful for this year? What are you most thankful for this Thanksgiving? Mm, I'm... I've been really thankful for, we've gotten to spend a lot of really good intentional time, you know, for good and for bad reasons with family and friends and a lot. And we have some plans to do so in the coming months too. And especially because everything's been so busy. I'm really glad that I have planned time to slow down and be with people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that can get swept under the rug and my husband makes sure to help us get that on the calendar. (laughs) That's good stuff. All right. Very good. How about you? Mine's my family. I think the more Miles grows up and has this little personality of his own, um, the more thankful I am for that and just for the partnership I have with Jake and raising Miles. Um, And then this church, too. Mm -hmm. It's really life-giving being a part of the church. What about you? Oh, it's always family for me. You know, Whitney and the boys, always. I mean, different reasons. Um, It's been a really fun fall for us. Uh, Whit's been really busy with volunteer stuff in her business and um max has just loved band like loved 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 band which is great we're in the playoffs you know we're playing alito this weekend and then sam is just loving fifth grade he got to go on his fifth grade retreat and i'm coaching his basketball team again this winter so yeah life's good and we're going to be uh getting out of town for a few days next week for thanksgiving which is really fantastic what's the name of the basketball team mavs 
And we, and, and we got Mavs replica jerseys. <laughs> That's amazing. With, with I'm so glad I asked. <laughs> and he's number 77. Uh, Luca forever. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And Max is our assistant coach. Oh, and he's really good. That's amazing. Yeah. I coached uh, upward basketball when I was in high school and refed it. Third oh. and fourth, fourth grade boys. That was my bread and butter. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I'm very into sports. God bless refs everywhere. All right, y'all. Well, I think that's uh, I think that's a wrap. This is our Thanksgiving edition. Hope you guys have a wonderful holiday. This coming Sunday is Advent One, and we're starting a new sermon series. We're calling it Comfort and Joy. Communications team came up with that. That was a Ooh. nice job. And we're going to be preaching on uh, Luke. Yep, all You're, throughout. Are you all you preaching all three Advent? Yep. Plus, you guys are doing lessons and carols. Yep. And then same for us. We have three sermons and lessons and carols. And so that's going to be fantastic. Everybody knows that's my favorite time of the year. So appreciate you guys being with us for another uh, episode of Off Script. Stephanie, thanks for joining. Thank you. It's great having you with us. Uh, God bless you all. Happy Thanksgiving. And we'll be back next week with another episode of Off Script. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Off Script. It was hosted by Reverend Chris Dowd, produced by Ashley Danner as a part of the Christ United Podcast Ministries. You can visit cumc.com backslash podcasts in order to see all of the series we have available. Like, subscribe, and follow us so that you don't miss a single episode. Thank you for supporting us. Have a great week.